Hello and welcome to another episode of Empowered the Podcast. Today we are going to be talking all things stress and anxiety and how this impacts our gut. So I posted a reel yesterday all around the impact that stress can have on our gut health and as we know, especially if you've been keeping in tune with everything I've been posting recently, our gut health impacts every single aspect of our health, whether it be weight gain, hormonal balances, mood, brain fog, you name it, your gut probably influences it. Therefore, it's so clear how important it is that we learn to manage our stress and anxiety levels and therefore allow us to get rid of some unwanted symptoms and optimize our gut health. So in this day and age, we are all stressed, right? We all carry subconscious stress with us and the Western lifestyle really supports a norm of stressed humans. As soon as we wake up, we have notifications flooding us, we have information flooding us, we have so much to take on, so much responsibility, we're aware of so many things happening in the world and that's the thing as well, even if it doesn't impact us, For example, if you're watching the news every day, then reading your news on your phone, getting notifications every time there's a headline, you're taking on everything in the world emotionally without even realizing it. And this used to be me when I had a journalism job. I remember there were some days where I literally just started crying and I was like, I feel like I've taken on the world's issues today just by absorbing the information. So be really aware of how much information you are actually absorbing on a day-to-day basis. But we're going to get round to all of that in a second. I first off want to explain to you guys how emotional stress can impact the gut. So in this episode, when I say stress, anxiety, emotional stress, I'm kind of referring to the same thing. So emotional stress, emotional baggage, emotional pain, general anxiety, all of these things, I'm just going to either use the word emotional stress, anxiety, or stress. So just to hit home with a few statistics, over 8 million people in the UK are currently suffering with anxiety disorder. And this is, um, what on earth is it called? Diagnosed anxiety disorder as well. There'll be a lot of cases that are going undiagnosed. Four in 10 adults, so that's 39.3% of the population, have reported symptoms of anxiety or depression in the UK. That's not normal, guys. You might look at that figure, 39.3%, and be like, that's not that many. But that's nearly half of us, nearly half of the population. And surely the goal would be to have it at 0% so that we can be enjoying our life to the fullest. And then one in 14 adults feel stressed every single day in the UK. And that actually makes my heart hurt because it's just not how we should be going be going about life. And as humans, we deserve so much more than to just feel so highly stressed every single day. So that's why this episode is going to help you guys do something about that. So when we are stressed, our brain enters survival mode. And this is what happens. When we go into survival mode, it's going to affect how much blood is going into our gut, right? Because it's being... Um, used for an overload of other stuff. So over long periods of time of this reduced blood flow, it can lead to good bacteria in our gut being weakened or damaged. And this enables bad bacteria to multiply in this region of your body, which is what we don't want. 
So when this happens, the weakening of the intestinal intestinal lining then happens. And this causes us to be susceptible to illnesses and nutrient deficiencies. So the weakening of that intestinal lining is what people refer to as leaky gut syndrome or hyperpermeability. So if you've ever been to the doctors and they've said you've got a hyperpermeable gut, that's what they're referring to as leaky gut syndrome. And signs of a stressed gut can include things like difficulty sleeping, so insomnia, Um, an upset stomach, diarrhea, lethargy and fatigue, and an increase in cardiovascular disease. Another huge thing, and this is what I experience the most, as unpleasant as it might be, when I'm super stressed, I will get crazy constipation. (laughs) This is a major issue for people with a lot of stress, okay? Anxiety, stress, Remember, I'm encompassing it all. Constipation is a huge symptom of that because that's how much it's affecting your gut, right? And that is a really clear, if you're experiencing any of those symptoms, that shows you how clearly that link is between our emotional health and our gut health and how it can impact our physical health so, so much. So stress can also lead to esophageal spasms and that can lead to nausea and vomiting. So If you're experiencing that as well, maybe your emotional stress is something that you can look into. The last point on that is that stress doesn't cause gastric ulcers or IBS, but it can aggravate them. So potentially in periods of emotional stress, you're noticing a flare-up of your IBS or irritable ulcers, things like that. Um, Your stress isn't the cause of them but it can heighten them and aggravate them during those times, okay? Because And that's because the stomach and the intestines aren't developing the lining that they need. Emotional stress can also result in excessive production of stomach acids, and this can cause a lot of discomfort. I've experienced this many a time. If you're experiencing acid reflux, for example, that can actually be the cause of not enough stomach acid, but in other times it can be the result of excessive production of stomach acids. And that can lead to a lot of upper GI tract discomfort as well. So that kind of IBS feeling in the top of your tummy rather than in the bottom. Um, Stress also produces a lot an excessive amount of adrenaline. And this is not something we want. Adrenaline is good in small amounts and when we need it. But if you're producing excessive amounts of adrenaline, which is your stress hormone, it's going to create a hormonal imbalance which will affect the processing of nutrients. And that in turn is going to affect the functioning of the digestive system. So stress can therefore, to put it in simple terms, not allow you to absorb your nutrients. So you could be thinking, oh my God, I'm doing all the things, I'm eating my five a day, I'm eating my fiber, I'm eating my probiotics. Why am I still having gut health issues? And that can literally be because your stress isn't allowing you to absorb the nutrients within these foods. Okay, so the immune system can also be majorly impacted by stress. And This is the system that protects our body from disease and other threats, as the majority of you will probably know. Therefore, it is so important that our immune system is working optimally at all times. So this system can be influenced by emotional stress because it will cause an imbalance in different types of bacteria that protect the intestine and are important to the metabolic processes that affect the way the system works. So 
you can hear now see stress is gonna fuck you up okay and it is super important we learn to manage stress so I'm gonna give you my top tips on how to manage your emotional stress however before we get into that my gut health ebook is actually launching on the 31st of January which is not long after you guys listen to this if you are listening to it in real time it is so important that you head over to my Instagram and sign up to my mailing list in order to be the first to hear about this launch I will be launching it at a very low ticket pricing so keep your eyes peeled for that one sign up to the newsletter by just sending me a dm my instagram handle is at charlotte elizabeth g and you'll be kept up to date with all the latest information if you want to learn everything there is to learn about gut health whilst also having some tangible tips in there such as a gut healthy shopping list how to make the perfect gut healthy breakfast and also seven um breakfast recipes to carry you through an entire week and support your gut okay so moving on to our five tips on how to manage stress and this is playing into more so my mindset side of coaching so i love gut health because it encompasses everything that i've always tried to piece together health has always felt so complicated so messy and so entangled to me until I found gut health and I was like this is the missing piece this is where it all links together this now makes sense and I am so passionate about mindset work so a lot of these tips on how to manage stress I'm not going to stand here and be like do red light therapy and do your meditation and like I'm going to give you actual tangible deep tips from a mindset perspective to help you so a couple of them are a little bit more like let's not say light-hearted but let's say like basic and then I've got three tips that I really want you to start implementing and working on on a deeper level so I'm going to start off with my two tips that are super easy actionable and tangible the first one being a social media detox and by this I don't just mean social media I actually mean a media detox in general yeah let's self-correct step one is a media detox and this looks like not watching the news this looks like turning off notifications on your phone this looks like having strict boundaries with technology okay so as I mentioned in my morning routine for gut health an incredible tip I love to do is putting my phone on flight mode when I go to bed this way your alarm is still going to go off in the morning however you are not going to be instantly bombarded with notifications upon waking and therefore won't be sent straight into fight or flight mode so then you can stay off your phone for the first hour of the day and get yourself into a very calm relaxed state to carry forwards in your day if you you wake up and the first thing you see is hundreds of notifications on your phone you are going to go straight into fight or flight mode and instantly also be seeking out that quick fake dopamine okay so when I said hundreds as well even if you wake up to one two three notifications that's going to instantly change your state of being so it is better just to ensure your phone is going to be on flight mode other ways are to detox your media intake could be things like taking your work email off of your phone taking your email off of your phone on the weekend having a day where you delete all of your social apps not watching the news 
or only watching it, let's say, twice a week. Let's be real. People who watch the news every morning, every evening, you're hearing the same fucking things, right? You only need, if you're going to, I don't watch the news and I do just fine. But let's say you feel you need to watch it. In my opinion, that only needs to be twice a week, that only maybe three times a week out of push. But if you don't feel safe not watching the news, let's reduce the amount of time you watch it. Maybe only watch it in the evenings. Maybe only watch it four times a week. Maybe cut it out on the weekends. Whatever you want to choose, just decreasing your your already your intake amount that you already have is going to really help you bring down those stress levels and actually live in the presence of your own fucking life and not the world's life, okay? So look at how you can do that and start implementing that from today. My second step is going to be breathwork and meditation because it changed my life. It truly did. And I know it can come across as boring, hard work, It can be that thing where you're like, I really need to do that. And you just can never be asked to sit down and do it. How I started with my breathwork and meditation journey was literally setting a timer on my phone for three minutes, sitting down and just breathing and emptying my thoughts or noticing my thoughts or recognizing what state I actually felt in that day without just being like, I need to do X, Y, and Z. So breathwork and meditation can look so different for so many of us. My favorite way to do it now is by following guided meditations on YouTube or podcasts I found, for example. But you can also just sit there and breathe and have an intention. So you could set an intention and then set a timer on your phone for like five, 10 minutes and just focus on that intention and that breathing. And that is going to help you to manage your stress. Because as we said, linking it back to the media detox, we always have so much noise in our heads that we never actually get to sit down and tune into our own true emotions and our own true thoughts. So giving yourself space for that is crucial and vital to decreasing our stress levels. And don't tell me you don't have time for this because you can take deep breaths whilst you're sat on the toilet at work, whilst you're on the train on the way to work. So you can start implementing it however busy you are. If I didn't get to do my meditation one morning because I maybe sleep through my alarm or whatever, on the train to work, I'll make sure I'm taking those deep breaths that I've missed out on in the morning. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to chant. You can just sit there and take some deep belly breaths. If I'm feeling stressed at work, when I go to the toilet, I'll do 10 deep breaths in the loo, right? You can implement this one so easily and it will be a game changer for both your digestion and your mental health. So they're my two easy tangible tips. Let's get into some other ones and these could be whole podcast episodes in themselves so we're going to keep them short and sweet. (laughs) Tip number three is do the personal work, okay? Do the fucking self-development work. I cannot tell you how much my stress levels have been brought down since working on my self-worth and self-esteem. My whole journey in this self-development role has really increased my confidence, my worth, how I see myself, my self-esteem, how I hold myself, everything. And it really has meant that I therefore don't have anywhere near as much stress because I'm not stressed with my daily interactions. I'm not stressed of what other people see me or how they perceive me. I'm not stressed on just being my fucking self. 
And I understand, guys, I really resonate with those of you who are listening to this and feel like just being yourself is stressful. And maybe I'll actually do a whole podcast episode on this, but being yourself doesn't have to be stressful. And I can tell you now that you're playing victim. Oh, sorry. You're playing victim if you think it does. Because I was once in a place where I thought I would much rather be anyone else in this whole entire world than me. And now I know that I would never ever choose to be somebody else other than me because I love myself so much and I have built that unshakable self-worth and self-esteem inside of me to feel that way. It's something that has to be built and it's not just naturally given. So I actually have a fair few episodes in the past around mindset and stuff. You can scroll back if you're a new follower and just have a listen to some of those and I promise you that there'll be more mindset episodes out in the future to help you work on your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your self-worth. But also that's a lot of my private coaching. So if you're feeling like you really need to solidify your relationship with yourself and work through past trauma, just send me a little DM. We can discuss um, coaching containers together or click on the link tree link in my Instagram bio which is at Charlotte Elizabeth G and you will there see some containers. One I would really recommend is Pep Talk which is my six week mindset intensive. That's all pre-recorded now with a ton of PDF resources so you can purchase that and absolutely binge the shit out of it. Um, But yeah, take action guys. If you can't afford coaching, keep listening to podcasts, read books, There is so much free information out there on the internet these days that you can really evolve yourself as a human being without investing much money at all. Okay, tip number three, ask for help. Outsource, outsource, outsource. (laughs) Guys, if you can't do something, if you're like, fuck, there's so much on my plate, outsource. Write a big fucking list. Uh, Lists was actually going to be another tip, but I thought I can't put that as a whole tip by itself write a list of everything you need to do and be like right what on this list can I actually ask someone else to do for me okay because as so often we have people that are so willing to help us and we don't utilize them because we feel guilty or bad or hold shame around asking for help and if you worked on yourself you wouldn't have an issue with this (laughs) um but It is a difficulty, a true difficulty that a lot of us face. So write a list and ask for help. I'm just having a sip of my water. It could even be things like asking your partner to cook dinner for that week. If you know you've got a busy week with a lot on, babe, could you you do the dinners this week? That'll really help me. Or could you meal prep my lunches this week? That would help me out so much. Just tiny things being taken off of you by other people can feel like a huge weight lifted off of your stressy shoulders that's going to allow you to sink into a better, more calmer state and actually make you a nicer human for your friends, family, colleagues, loved ones to be around anyway. So that's quite a tangible step actually in itself and as it is. When you're listening to this now, write down a big fat list, everything you need to get done, have a brain dump, and then highlight, okay, this one, ask this person, this one, ask this person, this one, ask this person. And even if it's doing tasks with someone else, that can feel so much lighter. My finances every single month, I make sure I do it with my boyfriend because 
doing that by myself just feels heavy as fuck and I know I would just put it off again and again and again if I had to. Okay, my last and final tip is boundaries. Create solid fucking boundaries, guys. This is going to help you manage your stress levels so much and it's all of these hard conversations that we avoid having because we're too scared or we can't be bothered with the stress of it basically but having these difficult conversations and setting boundaries and telling people ugly truths in a loving calm manner is actually going to help you feel so much calmer throughout your day-to-day life and it will lift off big subconscious stresses that you are unaware are impacting you this much so creating time boundaries, physical boundaries, environmental boundaries. I have a whole course on this, which is literally just £10, and I'll leave the link in the show notes below. But if you want to do my boundaries course, you can literally have a ton of information. I think there's like five pre-recorded videos and a boundary audit for you to do. Um, you can purchase that now and get it done and what really work on solidifying those boundaries. So I'm not going to go into that because I do have all of that information in that audit and you can go purchase it for £10. But I'm going to leave this episode here. I hope those five tips really help you out. And I hope the first little bit of this podcast brings home to you how important it is to manage our stress levels for our gut health. I will see you guys very, very soon. And remember to subscribe to my mailing list so that you're the first to know about my new ebook, which launches on the 31st of January.